It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hey, friends, this is Andy. I want you to meet Dario Priolo. He's the CMO and demand generation practice leader at Sales Performance International. We sell high value solutions with a long sales cycle, and there are many influencers involved. His team wanted to drive more revenue from their target accounts, but they needed a breakthrough. Well, we really had to look at dozens and dozens of providers. And when we did that, when we did our research, we ultimately decided that Engageo was right for us. Engageo's account-based marketing and sales platform enables teams to measure account engagement and orchestrate human connections at scale. Opportunities in our target accounts are up 25% and pipeline is up 30%. It's made them a lot more productive. They really now have a platform that allows multi-channel, multiplayer outreach to manage these complex relations in very large accounts. Marketing now has outstanding visibility into the most engaged accounts, and they really know where to focus their efforts much better. Head over to Engageo.com forward slash accelerate to download their clear and complete guide to account-based sales development today. That's Engageo.com forward slash accelerate. Hello and welcome to Accelerate. Joining me again on the show today, I'm pleased to welcome Jack Kozakowski. He's the global head of B2B social sales execution. Great title. At Creation <laughs> Agency. Uh, Jack, welcome back to Accelerate. Oh man, you know I love this this podcast, Andy. So I'm I'm happy to be back. This is my third my third time, second time, third just, time. Well, just a second, I think. But we'll have you my back second? for a third. Undoubtedly, you'll be back for a third. So, Dude. so for people who missed the first episode, which was epic, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, you know, twelve year sales professional that's uh, been all over the map. Worked in manufacturing, you know, and ended in tech. Um, just you have really found kind of a niche in this in in my realm of sales in the social piece of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm, I would say that I'm a pretty well-rounded sales guy as it is. But yeah. you know, it's kind of become a you know really passionate guy that wants to prove the model of how social you know integrates into the traditional sales process and you know among other things. But I'm just helping trying to build a digital agency that we work with enterprise companies, bid market companies to really get the competitive advantage and understand how they can use social to their advantage to you know drive revenue with their sales teams. All right. Well, so let me lead off. Before we get into social, is, is, let's lead off with this, just sort of a general question. Is, in your mind, because you talked to a lot of companies, you as I said are very involved in this whole social, evangelizing that. So in your mind, what's the single biggest challenge that sales reps face today? They don't know how to sell. <laughs> I mean, they've never had really good training. You know, I mean, it's true. Like, you know, companies just in general, are, not just social selling. You think they just don't know how to sell flat oh, out? I just don't. I just don't think. I think that that you know, um, there is the SDR, right? And you know, a lot of people say that the SDR is the most glorious thing that happens in sales. I, I would, I would probably disagree for the most part. That I think that it might be one of the worst things that happens in sales because what's happened is you've got a lot, you know, as these, a lot of companies have grown, lots more sales jobs are available. Mm-hmm. People have to fill those. And what they've done is they literally want to shortcut the sales training piece, throw somebody on a phone, tell them to set appointments. These people are starting to advance. But what happens is the sales, the companies are not actually investing in sales training. And I can tell you 
working and talking with millennial sales reps every day, their number one challenge is they've never been taught the proper way to sell. They've had to learn it on their own. And the good sales reps that you're seeing these days are either seasoned mm -hmm. or they were you know, the younger generation that just you know, dove into learning. I mean, they kind of figured it out on their own. They listened to podcasts, they you know, read books. And, but it's not the companies. The companies just aren't giving sales reps what they need, to know, what they need in order to really sell you know, beyond all the tools and the processes and things. So why? Um, I think, you know, there's just so much pressure to grow, right? And so I think that the 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 band-aid and what companies think is the right way to sell more is to add more people to the bucket, right? Yeah. Add more people in and and unfortunately, you know, you're seeing really good companies die, and I'm not gonna name any on, on right now that I know of, but I think it's mainly because they've tried to shortcut their way into selling their product. They thought, we'll just hire a bunch of people and we'll do the quality versus, you know, quality, quantity quality versus, versus quality. quality. Yep. And it's, and it's killing people and nobody wants to admit that they have a sales training problem. Well, they don't admit they have a sales problem. That's what you're saying. It's not, they have a sales training problem. They've got a sales problem. But, but to me, in most cases, to me, a sales problem is, all stem from a sales training problem. <laughs> right. I just like to say it. The global view is <laughs> there's a sales issue. I mean, so we take the tech business. I mean, as you talked about with the SDRs, there's been a belief that, you know, the the subscription sales model, the inside sales model that, that's been growing very rapidly over the last several years is sort of a you know, sort of the messiah for for many of these companies. You know, if anybody's got a decent product, we put the sales model to it, we're going to succeed. But they're finding out that's not the case. In fact, it seems like, as far as I can tell, based on the research reports I'm seeing, is that, you know, the new sales model notwithstanding, which is is a, a perfect fit for the, the subscription business, but it's not moving the needle relative to overall sales performance, sales productivity, number of reps making quota, success rate survival rate of these of the startups yeah i mean it, it's true it's it's i think everybody's just trying to shortcut i don't know if it's just the digital innovation things you know people start to read and you know you got these these gurus of all types you know sizes they you know hey you got to do this ai and machine learning and we've got all these things and you know what it's literally going to give you the sale on a silver platter right it's like i don't know if people are just buying into it or what but i think that Everybody's going to learn the hard way, and people are already learning that it all goes back to one thing, right? Proper training on how do you just do the basics of sales, right? Relationship building, conver good conversations, good questions. You know, the rest of the stuff, and I talk about this all the time, is like social selling is, you know, I, I hate when people talk about it as like a quick fix, right? I hate mm -hmm. when people talk about automation tools as a quick fix. Or, and, and the funny thing is, all that stuff is only only compliments somebody that knows how to sell. It only gives them more tools, better tools to be even better at sales. It does not take a crappy salesperson and make them a good salesperson. Or like, an, un an untrained salesperson. Yeah. And, and you know, I think I, one of the things I'm really seeing lately, maybe I've just been paying more attention to it is because I'm a business owner and I'm kind of dealing with my own business, but is, and I, and I suck at this. So I'm, I'm actually admitting something that I think is industry-wide that I'm actually bad. Spending the time really 
training your sales reps past just training, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it comes with, you know, for me, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in a role where I don't have a lot of employees. I have to do a lot of the work still, right? You know, as running the company. So I don't get the time that I really should spend with my salespeople outside of just the sales trainings we do. And I think that that's another lost art is just lazy sales leadership. And so, mine isn't lazy. And mine isn't because I'm lazy and maybe other people, but sales leaders get busy. Lack of coaching. We lose, yeah. We lose sight of the one thing that matters and that's the people that are actually moving the needle to keep us in business. Right. Right. So we're really talking about coaching at that point. And this, I mean, I was just interviewing somebody earlier today about this. I mean, research has been done is fairly clear that coaching by a sales manager of a sales rep may be the most impactful thing and best investment you can make out of anything to change performance. You know, and, and I don't want to put this all on sales because we are a digital marketing agency. So, um, you know, I have to say that salespeople are only as good as the marketing that backs them. I mean, and, and, and I don't care what you say anymore, especially the d- digital age, the way that the buyers are buying a little bit differently, right? Mm-hmm. You, still, you still have to know how to sell and that's important, but, but even more important in the digital age is you've got to have marketing that backs up your good salesmanship skills, right? You've got to be able to give people the content and you've got to be able to, you know, slowly drip and, and, and stay in front of people, right time, right place, all that things. So, you know, you, you have to have such a full on strategy with marketing and sales fully aligned and all the right things in place to really be successful and, and go at scale. I think that's why you see some companies are really good at selling. Some people, companies are really good at marketing. And those are the companies you always see that fail. It's the ones that you are really good at sales and really good at marketing, and they figure that out. That's the long-term scalability piece that you have to have, I think, today in business to get anywhere. Well, I mean, that really speaks to the the need, especially if you're doing an enterprise level, to do your account-based marketing, your account-based selling, so that you are fully integrating your sales and marketing together and a coordinated outreach to you know, range of contacts within a company, within a targeted organization. Yeah, I mean, there's just no more luck anymore, right? You know, it used to be you could, you know, buy a list and, you know, hit hit a hammer on the head and, you know, send it to a thousand people and five would respond and you'd have five good appointments and, you know, you had the competitive advantage tool and you sold them. I don't, I, trust me, I'm dealing with this right now. I'm probably one of the most visible people on social media. Lots of people know me, lots of business mm-hmm. owners. And I'll tell you right now, nobody's coming and just begging and knocking on my door, right? <laughs> so, you know, I can tell you firsthand experience. Yes, I do get some inbound business from my visibility. But, you know, no matter how good your marketing is, drawing people in, you know, it's that much harder to draw them in from marketing. But now it's even harder to actually sell them. And that's coming from a guy that lots of people look at me and go, oh, do, you know, you, everybody knows who you are. You just have people begging at your door. No, trust me, I've never had to sell harder in my life than now, you know, the more visible I am. And, and that's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an entry point, nothing more. You still have to sell. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You still have to, you, you still have to sell. And there's such, there's so, it's so much harder to sell today because of all the moving parts that buyers expect from you, right? Well, you say, so, so let's unpack that a little bit. So it's so much harder to sell today versus when? Five years ago, 10 years ago? When, when you used to be able to hand a brochure and say, this is our content, this is our collateral. 
I mean, customers th- these days, they want so much, right? Not only that, but there's five, six people making a decision now, right? It's not like you walked in and talked to the CEO and you sold them, you know, $10,000 deal. I'm, I can't get into a deal. I'm not ever into a deal now that I don't have four people that are making the decision. And sometimes I've got to sell each one of them, each one of them a little bit different, right? I've got to have strategies around the buying committee now. Well, I was, just, I was just talking to... Uh... VP of marketing, a CMO at a well-known SaaS company in the Valley and earlier today. And she said that on their deals that were more than six figures, six figures or more, they average, guess how many touch points they average in the account? I wouldn't even want to know. I'd be scared. 30, <laughs> 34. Ugh. That's what they tabulated over the last year. So, you know, so you just bring up a good point. It's like, you've got a lot, bunch of these salespeople that have no training on how to sell just one-to-one to a decision maker. Now give them this environment where they've got to adapt. You know, I'm in sales calls. I, I was in a sales call last week, which is, I had four different personalities. You know, I had four people with different pain points. I had a user. I had IT guy on the phone. You know, I had, I, I was just sitting there and I'm like, strategically, I've got to talk to each one of them mm-hmm. differently. And I've got to say, you know, I've got to say it one way to this person, one way to this person. And then after the call, though, this is what the kicker was. Every single one of them wanted something different, right? Sure. Well, you know, the, the, the CEO, he wanted a, a, a case study, right? The IT guy wanted all the specifications on the technologies that were going to be involved and how did they play into their CRM. And I had the CMO, well, not the CMO, VP of marketing. VP of marketing wanted a strategy, right? She had a certain way that they wanted something done and she wanted to see how we would approach it. And I was just like, the amount of work after the conversation, I was just drained. The amount of work that it took just to get these four pieces of content for each individual that I didn't even have, two of them I didn't even have in my own, I had to go to my team. That was a lot of work as a salesperson. And that's how sales is evolving. It's crazy. It's like a you know, it's a true art, I would say, these days of communication. Whoa, whoa, you can't sell. You can't say that because, gosh, there are people that are, go to their death swearing that sales is a science these days. I've read, in fact, I read a blog post not that long ago by you know, a fairly well-known person in, in, uh, in the Valley saying, dude, if you still think sales is an art, you've lost it. It's all science. Well, I'll tell you this. If, 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 if sales I don't, I don't, is a- I don't, I don't agree, by the way, but... If sales is a science, then somebody give me the equation because every single buyer that I talk to or every single person that I have in my sales funnel right now all wants something different. You can't sell. I can't sell the same way to anyone anymore. There's just no way around it. I mean, you really got to understand people one-to-one more now than you ever have, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. And this is, so this is, gets back to the issue. Let's go back to what we talked about for the beginning is that so in your mind, you know, how, do you, how do you train raw sales reps? And I, and I would make the case that it's not even raw sales reps. I would I'd say sales reps in general because they all seem to, in my mind, most of them fall short in this category, on these basic fundamental sales behaviors, relationship building, asking great questions, things we talked about. What's, what's the secret? So I think you know, the, the, the first thing that has to happen is you've got to build the right team, right? You've got to build the right people because, you know, sales training alone is great, but how many times have you experienced this where you just have people that either think they know how to sell with nothing to back it up or, 
you know, they just don't have the right attitude. They're not willing to put in the time and all that stuff. So I think it starts with people. Once you've got the right team into place, then it starts with bringing the right people in and figuring out, you know, what's your strategy? What's your process, right? How do we want to sell? How does marketing, how's marketing going to support the way that we want to sell? How does marketing want us to sell? Coming up with a full strategy, then you got to build, in my opinion, you got to build a stack around that strategy. And when you bring in your sales team to do a training, you've got to teach them how to sell first sales training, right? Which is that's bring somebody in. You know, I always say, if you don't know how to do it yourself, bring in the expert to teach you how to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think the second, you know, when you, when you're doing that though, I think a lot of people bring in a sales trainer, but they just say, teach my people how to sell, right? Teach them how to prospect. Well, that's great. But what's the overall strategy in the end game? Is there technologies around this process that this person's supposed to teach you on how to prospect, right? So having a, a core understanding of what you're trying to achieve will then allow you to go find the experts around what needs to happen to train your sales team properly. And I, I see a lot of this. Companies go out, I have this happen to me. They call me and say, I want social selling training. We're looking to do a sales kickoff. I go, that's great. Well, you know, let's dig a little deeper, right? What's your close rate? Well, we're, uh, we're dying right now. It's 11%. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm not the guy for you, right? <laughs> I can't fix 11% close rate with social selling. So, you know, you might have to go out and fix that piece of the pie first, which is they need to learn how to probably just sell. And I'm not going to dissect their funnel and all that because that's not my expertise, right? Sure. I tell people to go elsewhere for that. So really understanding what is it where are we lacking? Where do we need help? And figuring out the right person to come in and help you fix that and doing it all in a process, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, experts, there's a reason, you know, experts are there and not everybody can be an expert in all things. So having people specialize in certain things is absolutely important. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I think what you described is a fairly, fairly logical process. I think my my belief is, and you know, my as we look at salespeople, and I've sort of said this before, is that we need to get back even to basics, even more than people think at this point in time. And I think that that there's some sort of sense, and you alluded to it when we were talking before the show, is that people think that technology is a substitute for the basics and for the fundamental behaviors. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. Is is you know one of the you know very basic things is. Reps talk to customers and they don't pay attention. And you know, you're smiling when you say that, but it's it's just you see it time and time and time again. And so I was giving a workshop a couple weeks ago. This this company has 80 inside sales reps. And so I asked them, I said, okay, raise your hand if you turn off your cell phone when you're making outbound calls. None of them do. So they're all keeping their phone on their desk during that time while they're making calls. And they're wondering you know, why they're not tracking conversations with customers. I mean, something as simple as that, right? I said, well, have ever thought about just turning it off and putting it in your drawer for two hours while you make calls in the morning? Simple. Think about how much more effective you could be on your calls if you were completely focused on the customer. You know, that's just yeah. one, right? I mean, it's a very simple one. Um, yeah, never, never occurred to them. You know, I, so, I always said like the very the very basics is like companies try to. I, I feel like they always try to train to pain, right? They try to train the pain, so they tell you, okay, 
you know, you got to ask this question. You want to get this answer. And if you get this answer, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to say this. And right. So there's always this training element that we've seen in sales. And, and actually I heard a well, really well-known trainer. I was listening to a course online the other day and I go, Oh, they're doing that. Like, ah, so right. I think that there's, um, you know, there's, there's new innovative ways to sell. And I'm not, I don't know why I'm saying innovative ways, but like train pain, train pain, like to me, it doesn't work anymore. Right. Like I've listened to my you know, salespeople in the past and like, like, yeah, you got that question. You, you, you know, to ask that question, you know, what answer you're always going to get. Right. You always know that they're going to give you the answer you want to hear for certain questions. And that's the most basic thing to me is like, do you sound like every other sales rep? Are you asking the same questions that every other sales rep is asking? Just the basic functionality of sales questions. Well, yeah. So I, same company. You know, we went through this after we talked about learning how to eliminate distractions while they're selling. Is same thing as questions. So I've been listening to recorded phone calls SDRs make, and and to your point precisely is there was one rep listening to that that was from a pretty well known SaaS company. Obviously, had been trained. But they'd ask a question. The customer would give the answer as to your point that they sort of expected, and there'd be a pause while they were either writing the note down or typing it in to their system. And then the SDR would say, "Okay," always said, "Okay," slight pause, and then asked another question. And it was clearly the next question that was on their list. Yep. And in several cases, the customer sort of left the door open a little bit, saying. I really want you to ask me a follow-on question to this question. But it never occurred to the rep because it was like, okay, I got the answer I wanted, so I go to the next question. But the opportunity existed there that if they had done what you know, what we call it, extend their curiosity, ask the, and what else can you tell me about that question, to the customer, they would open up a line of questions and answers that they would have dug down deep on what the customer's requirements were in a way that none of the competitors would. Right, he would have would have really found out something that's a real value to the prospect. Instead, yeah, just kept on going. Yeah, you know, and it's like I used to laugh when I used to get sales training when I was new in sales. Like, oh, dig deeper, dig deeper. Well, you know, that's when you're new to sales. You hear that, you're like, uh, you know, dig deeper. Like, you know, I got one more layer of question. You know, deeper into this. But when you start to get really, I think what happens is the really good sales reps they dig deeper because that's all they know, right? Uh, you know, they're not happy. They're never happy with the answer that every other sales rep is happy with. Right. I think that's when you know what a good sales rep is. When you listen to the how they ask questions. I can't tell you the last time I've, I've had a training sales training where they've talked about questions. I've worked with, I, I was at Acton and we brought in sales trainer, one of the best sales trainers in the world. And I would tell you right now, he never talked about questions in a way that every other you know, way that you were trained, right? No, nobody ever talks about this, the depth of questions. And it would be amazing to put, I would love to do this, put five sales teams into a training just around question asking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and put them through a really deep training, take five t- sales teams and put them just through a basic sales training, right? With everything in it. I bet the numbers and the data would show you that the simplicity of just asking the right questions and going deeper, the numbers would just be atrocious to back that up. Well, atrocious in a good sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah it'd be massive to, in a positive way. It's, absolutely. I mean, it's like a lot of 
sort of the fundamental behaviors you're talking about is that if reps really focused on one and mastered one of them, right? If they could master asking great questions, even if they weren't, yeah, they didn't have to be good at doing a software demo. They didn't have to be good at some of that. Just ask great questions and you mastered that. You're going to be so much further ahead. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. So I was thinking about this and now that I'm on the other side of the sales call a lot of times because I'm, you know, running the business and buying that um, it's really opened up my eyes. And I've, I've thought about this and, now that I listen to sales reps and I'm on the buying side, mm-hmm. I have learned more in sales in the last year from being on the buying side than I ever was on the other side. And I'll tell you why. Because you start to get like an, a pain and an itch when you listen to these sales reps. I mean, I'm yet to have a really good salesperson. I've probably been on 100 demos in the last year. And I can tell you, I don't remember one that was good. I haven't had one sales rep pitch me at all. Like, is that yeah, crazy? Well, think, I mean, think about that. None of them were memorable to you. Not one of them was memorable. And I thought to myself, in listening to all these things, and I go, wow, I used to do that. Oh, I used to do that. Oh, I used to do that. And you start to get an empathy for buyers, right? And now that I have this empathy for buyers, I have literally changed many things in the way that I sell. Because I've caught myself going, don't, don't do that. You right. hate when it's done to you. So what if there was this whole shift in sales where before you could ever sell, you had to buy. You had to spend a ton of time buying. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, think about that. I'm at HubSpot. I mean, Mark Roberts talks about it, and the sales acceleration formula is, is they basically had new reps coming on board as part of their onboarding as they started to create their own little digital agency, right? They had to experience what the pains were of, of what their customers. And I mean, it didn't go as, perhaps as far as what you're talking about, but I mean, that was an example, right? Mm-hmm. Where at least they're trying to say, yeah, how do, we, how do we train our people to put themselves into the shoes of their customers in a very real sense? And, and, I, and this is the part that, that I guess my passion has been in sales is because I truly believe that, you know, beyond the training, right? You know, beyond just basic sales training, what happens is sales reps today, they've got, you know, they've got one tool, right? And they know how to sell really well. Let's take a good sales rep. Most sales reps, you put them on the phone and they know how to sell, right? But where their disconnect is, they don't know how to do anything but sell. So what happens is they get in these longer sales processes, they get in with multiple buyers, and they're great on the call. They might even be great at the follow-up. But the problem is the follow-up's not for two weeks. Right? Anyway, can't get the decision maker for two weeks. What does a good sales rep do in those two weeks? And what tools do they have to be valuable and to give value versus ask? So that when they get back on the phone call, they've given value in the sale selling process. And I really think that that is where I've kind of fit in and seen because I might not be the best salesperson. But I'll tell you what, I'm the best damn value-add salesperson you'll ever meet. I'm really good at figuring out ways to be super valuable to you Mm -hmm. beyond just selling. And I know that I've had a lot of success doing that. So is that a silver bullet? No, because you you still have to know how to sell. But let's say that you're just not, uh, you're not really good at sales. You're just, you're okay. What are the tools in the digital age and what are the competitive advantages that you can use to give put value in your favor, right? Mm-hmm. 
because we have so many new communication channels now. We have buyers giving us so much information about them personally and professionally, whether that's their kid has some type of, you know, um, let's say dyslexia, right? And you see that they shared that they are part of a group. They're raising money for dyslexia, right? Right. That to me is an amazing thing that we can use in sales today as a value tool for empathy. And we can go and we can help them share to our network. We can donate money to that, right? We, we as sales reps, the one thing that we have always been taught to do is to sell. But we've never been taught how to just give personal and professional business value outside of just selling somebody. And if you can mesh the two together, and you're really good at sales, but you're even better at giving personal and business value along the way, your life will get a lot easier and you can actually turn this into a long-term career, in my opinion, by being able to learn how to do, the, to do that. That's an interesting take. I mean, yeah, I would say most sales reps don't really think about that sort of personal value they could deliver outside of, outside of the sales context, right? But and, to your, and that's but how to your, you get memorable. I mean, in this noisy world of everybody trying to sell you something that's faster, shinier, and moves the needle, you know, moves the needle, saves you time. How do you be the one sales rep that somebody just goes, you know what? Dang, they have a good product. But dang, I just want to do business with Jack. Exactly. Right? So here's one of the fallacies I think that too many sellers get into is they think that the best product wins. And the best product doesn't win. Or the best sales pitch wins. Or the best sales pitch win. Not necessarily the case. Because I can tell you that when I I hear that somebody's got a relationship with one of my competitors, and it's a really good relationship, but I know I've got a better product, in the back of my mind, I usually go, this one's probably not even worth it, right? Right. Because the relationship in the end, nine out of ten times will beat a good product. And the the experience, you know, sales reps, we kind of have... I think that that experience, I think forms part of the relationship yeah and, and and i like to what i like to do is i like to be proactive about it i think both sales reps are reactive in their selling right i got a lead i got a conversation now i'm gonna do i'm gonna ask the right questions and you know reactively sell them so i think in in the digital age we have a really good opportunity as sales reps to sell proactively you know build that relationship with our buyers at a mass scale proactively so that we can over time build, you know, a network of people that know who we are, how we have conversations, we've been valuable, we haven't asked anybody for anything. And now if we can build that network and that pipeline proactively, we can really start to use our salesmanship skills, right? Which Mm -hmm. ultimately is the end game, but there's so much more that we have to do in the front end just than knowing how to sell. I agree. All right. All right. That, <laughs> that was one of the few times I've had an interview where I didn't use anything I prepared. So that was actually good. I like that. That was good. <laughs> That's like you know going to a presentation with a customer and not opening your laptop. So that was fantastic. I loved it. Always we can do that. So, Jack, that was great. So I've got some standard questions like I did before when you were on the show, <clears throat> except different standard questions I ask that I always end the show with. So let me let me ask you this one. So in your mind, is it easier to teach 
a non-technical person how to sell or to teach a salesperson how to sell a technical product? Oh, man. Excuse me. Wow. That's a, that's a good question. I would rather teach a technical person how to sell a product. And I'll tell you why. Because they, they, you know, they'll be coming from an educational stand, educational point of view. I really like to have people that know something so well that, you know, maybe they don't know how to sell yet. But the problem is a lot of people that know a product really well actually do know how to sell because they're usually so passionate about it. They, you know, they just hear in their voice, they can answer all the right questions. They're, you know, they're, they have no, they have no motive to sell you. They just passionately want to teach you how this is going to really help you. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with you, by the way. I, I, I've always found it easier to teach a not technical non-salesperson, especially if you tell them that selling is really a service they're providing to the customer to help them make a purchase decision. They get that. They know how to serve. Anyway. Yep. Okay, so here's the next one is what's one book, non-business book, non-sales book that you think every salesperson should read? E- Leaders Eat Last. And that's by Simon Sinek. <clears throat> okay. Why do you like that one? I, th- I just think leadership now more than ever matters. I mean, we just are, you know, the world as a whole, like we're just, we're at a lost time right now, right? And I think that good leaders can really change the world. And I just think we need more good leaders now more than we've ever needed. Okay. So if you could change one thing about your business self, what would it be? I wish I would be, I wish I would, this is going to sound back, maybe this is going to backfire me, but I wish I would ask more for things from people in my network. I'm, I'm too good at giving and it's kind of like the salesperson, right? That's just really good at selling, but never gets the deal because <laughs> they never ask for the business. <laughs> you know, I've got to get better at that. I've just I've gotten uh, turned into a softy in my old age. And oh, yeah, you're sold. You're sold. I wish uh, I was old I, as you. I've got to get better asking for things that I know that I've earned. Okay. All right. And, not, and then that's not, a, that's not a, you know, I hope that doesn't sound like an egotistical thing, but I mean, I've, you know, I'm very good at giving my time to people and, you know, and, and wanting to give, give, give. But, you know, when you own a business, there's a time where you have to go out and you have to take. That's <laughs> and right. I need to get better at that. Okay. All right. Call me anytime you need something. <laughs> so, all right. Last question for you. So do you have a favorite quotation or words of wisdom that you live by? Yes, I do. So um, we talked about that. I think we talked about this last time, but my grandfather um, you know, passed away two years ago, two, two and a half years ago of cancer. And he was the absolute best salesperson that I've ever met in my entire life. And, you know, I could, I won't get into why and how, but he, uh, I actually have this quote up here, him next to Zig Ziglar. And my grandfather had this quote in front of him at all times. And it was before you can understand and motivate anyone else, you must first understand and motivate yourself. And I think that most people are so worried about motivating everybody else. And, you know, why isn't everybody else doing this and that? that they just have to step back and look in the mirror. And I'll tell you what, I think sales managers would be the first people that would probably need to reference that quote. No, oh, I like it. Great quote. Great quote. Good. And what was your grandfather's name? Jack. Jack Moeller. So he was Black Jack Moeller, and I was named after him. So I'm Jack Jr. Very good. 
All right, well, Jack, thanks for joining me today. So tell folks how they can find out more about Creation Agency and <laughs> just I lose my voice here and um, connect with you. Um, yeah, so any you know you can go to my website jackkosakowski.com. I've got a ton of great you know content that's you know actionable that uh, you know I've written over the time since I've been a sales rep. And you can go to creationagency.com if you're looking for you know digital services. But really, you know me, just connect with me on Twitter, tweet at me, or you know connect me on LinkedIn. I'm probably the most active person you'll ever meet. So if you tweet, I tweet back. You do indeed. All right, Jack. Thanks again for joining me. And thank you, friends, for spending time with us today. Remember to make it part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And easy way to do that is to join these conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Jack Kozakowski, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks for joining me. And until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.